Hey family, this is Josh Eggerson. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Faith Restored podcast. Faith Restored is a local church with a global mission to reach the lost and teach the found. And it's our hope that the word you're about to hear today encourages you, inspires you, and builds your faith. If you'd like to learn more about Faith Restored, you can visit us on our website at faithrestored.church. Now let's go live into this week's message. 1 John chapter 2, amen. 1 John chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse number 19. Amen. First John chapter two, beginning at verse number 19. I'm going to read one verse. Thank you, Marcus. It says they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out. Everybody say went out so that it would be shown that they are all not of us. Verse 19, again, it says, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out. They left. They walked away. They said goodbye. So that it would be shown that they all are not of us. Amen. I want to preach for a little while using as a subject, it had to happen. It had to happen. Father, thank you for this time. Bless us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Separation anxiety disorder is a condition in which the affected person experiences extreme panic or distress at the thought of being separated from a loved one. And although it is a disorder normally diagnosed in small children who fear being away from their parents, the reality is many adults are also diagnosed with separation anxiety because the trauma in their lives has made them terrified of letting go. And if we'd be honest, many of us in our own way have dealt or are dealing with separation anxiety because we are experts at saying hello, but we don't know how to handle saying goodbye. We become overjoyed when people enter our lives and when we experience new love and new connections and new partnerships. But because we can't handle saying goodbye, we will hold on to a relationship even when it is clear that it's over because we would rather die in the toxicity of a relationship that has run its course than to live through the pain of separation. And on top of that, many of us are carrying bitterness on the inside Because we've discovered that it doesn't matter how badly you want someone to stay in your life. Once they've made up in their mind to leave, you can't stop them from walking away. The question becomes, what do you do when you've loved a person, when you've treated them right and kept all of their secrets and prayed for them and been there for them and loaned them money and they still walk away from you? 
And I know we like to shout when people walk into our lives, but is there anybody here that can be honest and admit that you've had to deal with some unexpected departures? That there were people in your life that you expected to be there always, that there were relationships that you were counting on being long lasting, that there were people in your life that you thought you could count on through thick and through thin, but somehow or another the relationship fizzled out and you can't place the blame on any particular thing. They even left with no warning and with little reason they didn't even tell you that they were going they just stopped answering your call and stopped texting you and stopped checking on you they stopped showing up to church they quit serving they quit doing what they were supposed to do with no warning people will walk away from you and I know we don't like it but sooner or later life forces us beloved to come to grips with the reality that if a person is not truly assigned to your life then no matter how tightly you try to hold on to them, eventually they will walk away. And even though it's easy to become bitter when people abandon us, and even though it may cause us pain to watch them walk away and to see relationships fall apart, the separation is necessary because your destiny is too important for God to allow you to take counterfeit connections into the place of your purpose so what God will do is he will allow fake friends to forsake you and for people to walk away from you not so that we can become bitter and not so that we can become paralyzed by the pain of separation but so that we can recognize that if they walked away from us then their departure although it was painful was in the will of God even though we were hurt and at times surprised by their departures we didn't expect them to walk away we we didn't expect them to leave. We weren't planning on them parting ways with us. The beauty of our lives is that the same God who ordains the arrivals into our lives also authorizes the departures from our lives. And every departure that is authorized by God may be painful in the moment, but they are ultimately working for our good and for God's glory. And we can recover from the pain of separation when we understand that some departure are actually God's way of defending us from people who never deserve to be in our space. Every departure had to happen so that we could see the true colors of those who claim to be connected. I'm preaching already. Y'all ain't feeling me. But is there anybody here who can say, I know it was painful when they walked away. Or, I know it hurt me when they walked away. But when I look back over my life and see who walked away from me, I recognize that that was God's way of defending me. God help me I know it hurts you but God was protecting you I know it made you cry but God was really covering you I know it didn't feel good while it was happening and I know that you stayed up some nights and I know that you didn't feel good while you were going through it but God said that was my way of protecting you oh God and I stopped crying and start praising when I realized that God wasn't hurting me but he was looking out for me God help me I know it's early in the message but do me a favor and touch your neighbor and say he was looking out for me oh God I thought it was a breakup but he was looking out for me I thought it was a divorce but he was looking out for me I thought I got fired but he was looking out for me I thought they put me out the church but he was looking out for me 
I don't know if you know it yet, but I showed up to preach this morning. Touch somebody and say he was looking out for me. Oh, God, the reality of our lives then is that sometimes the relationships that we thought would last forever will fall apart. And no matter how badly it hurts, it had to happen so that God could expose counterfeit connections that are not qualified to be in our lives. And in 1 John, John the apostle is writing to the church that is scattered throughout the Roman Empire. And John is writing the letter at a particular point in church history where the church is suffering severe outside attack from the Roman government. All of the other apostles at this point in time have been killed and only John has been left alive and fear has gripped the entire church all over the world. And because of this fear, beloved, people who once were thought to be committed believers were not only leaving their churches, but they were abandoning the faith altogether so that they wouldn't have to deal with the persecution and people who we had broken bread with people who they had fellowshiped with people who they were in small group with people who they had cried with and shed their blood with and given their resources to were walking away and John writes them a letter to comfort them and he says don't be disappointed or discouraged by the departures because they were allowed by God so that the church could see that they were never really connected in the first place John says that if they were really a part of you, then they would have been connected. He says it this way in the text. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For had they been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it could be made manifest. That's the new King James. That they were not really of us. John says that if they were really on your side, they would still be by your side. But the reason why they're not by your side is because God wanted you to see that they were never really on your side. And even though John in the text is not talking about interpersonal relationships, I believe that as we examine this epistle, John gives us principles on how we can handle the pain of watching relationships break down because no matter how bad it hurts, beloved, it had to happen. Look at somebody and say it had to happen. Oh God. So I got four quick reasons then why it had to happen and I'm in my seat. Reason number one, it had to happen because God wanted you to learn that everyone who is in your circle isn't on your side. God, help me. Oh, God, everyone who is in your circle is not on your side. We live in a world, beloved, where we find value based on the amount of people that we know and how many connections we have and how big our relational network is. But what the text teaches us is that it is possible for people to be in your circle and not be on your side. It is entirely possible for people to walk with you, to do life with you, and to appear to be completely genuine but on the inside they don't care about you because they are completely concerned for themselves and when God has an assignment for your life beloved you can't afford to be connected to people who are with you and not for you God help me and can I tell you what my prayer for you is in 2019 I'm praying that God opens your opens your eyes and allows you to identify the people who are in your circle but they're not on your side I'm praying that God gives you vision to be able to identify every poser, every pretender, every fake person, every person that's hanging on, every leech, every vampire that's sucking you dry. I'm praying that God allows you to be able to identify it. Oh God. And you got to look out for people who want to be connected to you, but don't want to contribute. God help me. Watch out for people who want to seat at the table, but don't bring anything to the table. If you want to seat at the table, if you want to speak into my life, then you got to bring something to the table. Because 
because this is the year where I'm not giving my energy and not giving anything back in return. Is there anybody here who can be honest and say you're tired of one-sided relationships and one-sided friendships and places where you always buying dinner and always paying for lunch and always giving gas money and always giving advice and always helping folk move and always helping people with their children but when you need somebody nobody has anything to give you God said this is the season God help me here that you're going to find people that are coming to add to your life God help me oh God pastor then how do I know if somebody is in my circle and not on my side if they can see God blessing you and see God moving on your behalf and they don't get excited for you then that's an indication that they're in your circle but they're not on your side look out for people who say they love you but they can't handle when God begins to take you higher look out for people who say they got your back but when God blesses you they get silent I'm careful of people who say they love me but they can't praise God for my blessings like it's their own but this is a season of your life where God is sending you people who can shout over your prosperity like it's their own God help me look at somebody I know it's early and this ain't really one of them churches millennials don't like to touch their neighbor but look at somebody and say can you shout with me oh like it's your blessing when it's nobody's but mine because if you can shout for your neighbor sooner or later God will show himself to be in the neighborhood look at somebody and say it might not be my turn right now but I'm next God help me is there anybody here who can praise him like you believe he's next like you believe your miracle is on the way God wants you to see that everyone who is on in your circle is not on your side. But then second of all, it had to happen because God wanted you to realize that the relationship shouldn't be celebrated publicly until it's been validated in adversity. Lord, help me here. Oh, God, you don't deserve a Facebook status. You don't deserve an Instagram shout out. You don't deserve a tweet. You don't deserve a picture until we've gone through something together. And the reality of our lives is that too many people are being celebrated when they haven't been validated okay y'all don't get it let me take it to R&B so that y'all can understand what I'm saying some years back some years back some years back New Edition came out with a song that said sunny days everybody loves them but tell me baby can you is there anybody here who know what I'm talking about and we have too many relationships that we are celebrating in the sunshine that haven't been validated by stormy weather because your love for me is not validated by how you handle me in the sunshine but it's validated by how you treat me when the rain begins to fall and I'm looking for some people in my life who are not just going to love me when it's easy but who can handle me when it's hard who can love me when I'm unlovable when I didn't show my tail when I've showed you how ungodly I am and how trifling I can be and all of my bad habits and all of my issues and my father wounds and my mother wounds and my sexual history. Can you stand the rain? God, help me. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but God said this is the season of your life uh, that he's going to send you people who can look at a million reasons to leave, uh, but only need one reason to look at you and say they're worth it. God, help me. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but God told me to drop that word in the house. There's someone woman who needs to hear it you're worth it huh? there's 
some man that needs to hear you're worth it doesn't matter how much you've been through doesn't matter how much you've gone through God says you got to quit celebrating people who can't stand the rain and wait for me to send you somebody who will tell you that you're worth it even when I've seen the worst of you God help me oh God and so then this needs to be a season beloved where we stop being so needy and so happy and so desperate and so glad that somebody wants us that we wait long enough God help me to see if they can stand trouble because John said God help me but if they had been of us they would have remained with us John said that if they really loved you they would have been able to stand the fires of adversity and how many y'all know that loving you ain't easy is there anybody here who can be honest about themselves come on now don't play with it don't be stuck up quit acting like you just some prize to be won we know you a daughter of the king you a son of the king but tell the truth you got some issues you got some baggage you got some stuff and you don't need somebody who can just love you in the good times you need somebody who can love you when you pick up a little bit of weight because you do nervous eating you need somebody who can love you while your credit is jacked up you need somebody who can love you when you're in between jobs you you need somebody who can love you when you make an impulsive decision and the rent money ain't all the way there you need somebody who can stand the rain Uh, so then it had to happen because God wants you to see that everybody who is in your circle is not on your side it had to happen because God wanted you to realize that a relationship should not be celebrated publicly until it's been validated in adversity number three uh, it had to happen because the pain was allowed by God Not so you could feel something, but so you could see something. God, help me. Uh, uh, But they went out. That's what the verse says. It says, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. Here it is. But they went out. Everybody say that they went out. So that it would be shown that they are all not of us. God then allows the pain. I'd be tripping. I'd be lying if I acted like it doesn't hurt when people walk away. It is painful when relationships that you thought would last don't last. It hurts when people who you thought would be there are no longer there. It will make you cry in the midnight hour when people who you expected to wipe your tears cause your tears. But God says, I allow people to walk away from you, not so that you can be focused on the pain because even though there is pain involved in the process the pain is not the point of the process God wants you to learn something in the midst of the process God help me oh God there is something on the other side of your pain the departure is not the full picture there is something on the other side of the pain that you are experiencing right now and I know that the breakdown of the relationship hurts But if you find a way to push through the pain, you'll discover that there's a blessing on the other side. God help me. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but is there anybody here who's gone through enough, that's experienced enough life, that's had enough heartache and enough pain and enough shame and enough depression and enough disappointment to know that if you keep pushing, God will get you through it. God help me. There is a blessing. God help me. On the other side of your pain. There is a miracle on the other side of your pain. 
thing. If you decide to hang in there, God will make sure. Lord, I feel like preaching. God will make sure that you get a blessing on the other side. Oh, God, do me a favor because I can't touch each and every one of you. But just touch somebody and say there will be glory after this. God, help me. There will be glory. I know you don't feel it. I know it doesn't feel glorious. I know it doesn't look glorious. But if you hang in there, Lord, have mercy. There will be glory. Uh, there is pain involved in the process. But the pain of the process is not the point of the process. Don't allow your regret to rob you of your revelation. When relationships end, we think about all the things we could have done better. All the things that we should have said. All the times we let them talk to us crazy and we didn't say anything back. All the times we could have got them told, but we chose not to. All the times where we could have said something and we decided not to say anything. But don't allow your regret to rob you of the revelation because the relationship had purpose. It hurt, but it taught you something. God, help me. It hurt, but because of them, now you know what you'll never tolerate again. God, help me. Uh, because of them, now you know what you're better than. God, help me. Because of who broke your heart and how trifling they were. And you knew you could do better than them. And mama told you to leave them alone. And daddy said they wasn't right for you. And the church folks said they didn't belong in your life. Since you let them go, now you know what you're not going to deal with again. And you need to stop crying and start thanking God that the relationship taught you something. I'm almost done. Uh, here it is. If God allowed them to leave, then that means that they were never the right connection in the first place. And if they were never the right connection in the first place, that means that no matter how bad it hurts that they've gone, better is out there for you. God help me. And you've matured as a believer when you stop crying when people leave you and start shouting because you believe that better is on the way. God help me. I know you don't get it. I know you thought that it was meant to be. I know you thought that they were the one. I know you thought that that was the right business partnership and that they were your best friend and that they were going to be your maid of honor or your best man in your wedding and that they were going to be the godmother or the godfather of your children. I know you thought that that church you were going to was the church that you were going to be in until Jesus came back. But God said that if you, are, if you are allowed to be disconnected, God help me, then that means that there is something better out there for you. God help me. And I don't care how good it was if God allowed them to leave then that means it's about to get better. God, help me. Oh, God. How many of y'all can look and say, Pastor Josh, uh, every relationship that I was in that ended wasn't a bad relationship. Uh, some relationships I was in were with people who were good. I was just crazy. God, help me. Is there anybody here who can talk about a relationship that you messed up because you were trifling and you were crazy? A friend that you ran off because you had a bad attitude? I mean, how many of y'all can say, we've lost some good stuff. Everything we lost was bad we lost some good stuff but can I prophesy something to you if God let
let you lose it, then no matter how good it was, God help me, something better is coming. God help me. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but is there anybody here who believes it's about to get better? Oh God, I don't care what you lost. I don't care how long you've been without it. I don't care how hard it's been to try to get it back. God says it's about to get better. It's, it's about to get better. God help me. I got to stop. Uh, uh, so then, uh, God wanted you to learn that everyone who is in your circle isn't on your side. It had to happen because God wanted you to realize that a relationship shouldn't be celebrated publicly until it's been validated in adversity. Number three, it had to happen because the pain was allowed by God, not so that you could feel something, but so you could see something. Oh, but then number four, and I'm done. It had to happen because God wants you to see that he allowed the exits of those who were destined to leave so that he could make room for those who were anointed to stay. God help me. Oh, y'all missed it because if you caught it, you would have shouted. It had to happen because God wanted you to see that he allowed the exits of those who were destined to leave so that he could make room for those who are anointed to stay. God help me. Look at the verse again and I'm in my seat. He says, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For had they been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it would be shown that they all are not of us. God, help me. Oh, God. And some of us, God, help me, are emotional and relational hoarders. God, help me. Uh, uh, we are so afraid to lose people and to end relationships that will hold on to them and refuse to let them go. And how many of you know that anything that you keep past the expiration date will spoil? Yeah. Doesn't matter how good it tastes. If you keep it past the expiration date, God help me. It will spoil on you. But when God allows people to exit your life, he's doing it with the knowledge that he has prepared a people who are anointed with the ability to stay with you even in the, even in the midst of adversity. God help me. But the real ones can't land in your life until the fake ones take off. God help me. Oh God, you missed it. I told y'all some months ago that God don't land planes on crowded runways. And so the fake ones got to take off so that the real ones can land. God help me. And God, can I tell you that if you would catch the revelation that the departure of the temporary is not a cause for grief but rather it is a sign that the permanent is on the way God help me when God begins to remove temporary people from your life and when he begins to remove unnecessary people from your life it's not a time for you to get sad but it's a time for you to get excited because he's making room for what's supposed to be in your life God help me and I know it's 
scary and painful to let people go, especially when you've grown attached to them. But you got to have the faith to believe that God knows what he's doing and decide that if it's not for you, you don't want it. God help me. Is there anybody here who can say if it's not for me, I don't want it in my life. I don't care how good it feels. I don't care how much I like it. I don't want somebody else's husband. I don't want somebody else's wife. I don't want somebody else's house. I don't want somebody else's job. And if it's not mine, that means it belongs to somebody else. And what God has for me, yes, God, it is for me. Is there anybody here who can say, I believe that God is making room? Oh, God, is there anybody here who can say, I believe he's making room? I dare you to look at every breakup, every failed friendship, every bad business partnership that fell apart, every friend that walked away, every bad memory of every relationship that you've had to watch break down. And I dare you to declare, he's making room. God, help me. Oh, God, he's making room. You've been wondering why people are walking away and why you felt abandoned and isolated and why you didn't have a shoulder to cry on and why you felt lonely. But it had to happen because God was making room. John says that if they had stayed in your life past the expiration date in the time of trouble, they would have left you. God, help me. But you better be glad that they left you sooner rather than later. Oh, God, I dare you to find a fake friend in your life. Go through your phone and find somebody who ain't been there and say, leave now because I don't need you to leave me when the storm comes. Leave me when the sun is shining so that I don't look for you when it's raining. Leave me while I got my money, while my income tax is hitting just right. Leave me while everything is cool so that I don't look for you when I'm in need because God says they can't stand the rain. But God, can I tell you something? There is somebody in your life who has been there when it was raining. There is somebody in your life who stuck by you through thick and through thin. There is somebody, oh God, who stuck closer than a brother. Is there anybody here who knows who I'm talking about? That there is a person in your life that has been there for you the whole time. And his name is Jesus. Now Jesus, hear me beloved, is not your business partner. Jesus is not your romantic lover. Jesus is not your confidant. But Jesus is the one by whom you measure each one who would try to fill those positions. If you can't meet me with the consistency of Christ, then you're not qualified to be in my circle. That's why you can't get in relationships with people who are not filled with the Holy Ghost. Because it is the Holy Ghost of God that does not just equip you to speak in tongues. That does not just equip you to work miracles. That does not just allow you to have spiritual gifts. But it's the Holy Ghost of God that allows you to be what people need you to be when you need to be it. God, help me. I know y'all think I'm making it up. But let me go to the text one last time. Verse 20 says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all. God, help me. Oh, God. So what John is saying is that the reason why people walked away is because they weren't anointed to stay. God, help me. But since you're anointed to stay, you'll be able to hang in there. God, help me. Can I tell you the last reason why people had to leave you? Why people had to walk away from you? It had to happen so that you could experience 
experience the pain of abandonment so that when a friend needs you, you'll be able to be there for them. God, help me. God, let it happen to you so that you would be able to be who you're looking for. God, help me. We got too many people that want friends but won't be friends. We got too many people that want to be connected but won't honor connections. But God said, I let it happen to you so that you can learn how to be what you're looking for. You didn't have a father. God, help me. So you can experience the pain of fatherlessness and be there for your children. You didn't have a friend so that you can experience the pain of isolation and be there for people who call you friend. You didn't have a church family so that when you got connected to this little church called Faith Restored, you wouldn't just be a pew member, but you'd be a member of a church family. God, help me. God, I let it happen to you so that you could be who you're looking for. And is there anybody here who's glad now that it happened? Because you know that God is causing it all to work together for your good. It had to happen. It had to happen. I know it didn't feel good while it was working. But it was working for your good. Paul says, and we know, that all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. No matter how bad it hurt, it had to happen so that God could show you who's really on your team. Everybody who walked away then. Everybody who walked away did you a favor. Everybody who said goodbye helped you out. I know it didn't feel like it. I know it helped, it hurt you. And I know it made you cry. But every person who walked away from you, it worked for your good. How many of y'all believe that? How many of you can believe it by faith? I know you're still nursing the wounds of abandonment. I know that there are people who you're still upset with because they left you in the time of trouble. But God said it was working. It was working for your good. It made you better. Stand to your feet all over the building.